Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you put your heart and effort in. I am really excited to share this week's episode because my guest is working on so many different projects and doing some great work. Macy Lee is a speaker and writer, and she is the founder of a few different organizations. Macy primarily works on mental health advocacy, and I'm excited to share this work she's doing. So without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Macy Lee. Yeah, hi everyone. My name is Macy. I go by she, they pronouns. I just graduated college um, last last month, which is really exciting. So I studied in NorCal at UC Davis, and I studied psychology and international relations. Prior to being a student, I think something that really started off, I guess, um, in the direction that I'm going to is my activism for mental health. So I started my mental health activism when I was 14, and I started an organization um, in the Philippines where I'm from. So I'm Filipino, and I primarily grew up just around Southeast Asia, but I did high school here, and that's when I started getting into nonprofit movements and, like, getting young people involved in projects, Um, and also youth-led nonprofits, I think, weren't really a thing yet at that time when I was in high school. There weren't really, like, safe spaces for you know, teenagers to, you know, vent or like get resources if they wanted help and stuff like that. So that's what I really wanted to do. And that's why I started the organization. Um, And also my brother has autism. So that's what really inspired me. And yeah, since I was 14, now I'm 20. I've been I've been doing the same, more or less the same work for six years. Although every single year, we like really try to change it up and try to do new things. There have also been pockets of time in between those six years where you know, a lot of things have been dead because of the pandemic that, um, you know, those two, three years of like intense COVID um, surges and whatnot everywhere in the U.S. and in the Philippines. So that that was kind of a dead time. But like um, we, we really try to do our best and like reach out to grassroots to like people who don't have access to, you know, mental health resources. Um, aside from like youth activism and youth advocacy, another thing I'm really into personally is writing. Um, I write for several publications and hopefully that's where my line of work will be in the future. I really want to be a journalist, but, um, and I think another thing I also do is a lot of art curation. So I had a Filipina led mental health and culture gallery in NorCal. So in the Bay area, um, our last show was in school at Davis, but we hope to do it around Northern California. So like Berkeley, Oakland, San Francisco, those kinds of areas. And the focus is also mental health, but through art. And that's also another thing I'm interested in, but it's it's kind of going right now. But the first show is really cool. But yeah, just a lot of curating, a lot of outreach, and a lot of writing, I guess, is my work. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Macy. And I would love to dive right in and ask you to share a little more about your work with your organization, Worlds Through Minds. I'm really interested in the work that you're doing, and I haven't really seen any similar projects. So can you tell me more about Worlds Through Minds? 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I that that idea. I think the inception of Worlds Through Minds was really from a lot of experiences late last year. I think my winter break before my um, before my winter quarter started, um, I was really thinking already of because I knew I was already gonna graduate college, and so I was already thinking of like you know what should I do with my time. And I think as students, we also think about like what kind of legacy or you know a kind of pro fun thing you want to you know get people involved with the, with your passions and something that's always struck me is just like how can we visually um compel people to really wake up and listen to like mental health stories because I feel like like mental health like anything psychology related it's just like so invisible and I feel like all my at least for the most part of my life it's always been like a project or like an outreach or some kind of fundraiser but I feel like it should also be kind of like appreciated just like just simply appreciated or seen and I was like I think it is possible for like a semblance of these issues to be literally seen through art so um it was like January I started reaching out to a bunch of like creators in California I have a lot of friends um in LA who are making films they're making all these kinds of amazing like photo projects. And so I tapped on some of them and I was like, I have this like very vague idea of making an exhibit, like an art exhibit in person. And I just, I just want to know like if you'd be down or if you think this makes any sense even, you know what I mean? Like with that specific niche topic and they're like, no, 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 that's, I think that's super cool. And then the world's through minds thing kind of came about because I, 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 I was originally going to stick by just like, okay, everyone in California, all California artists, but a big part of me is being Filipino. And like, I really, really value that. And I think my culture is just so rich and there are Filipinos everywhere. I feel like all over the United States. And so I, I thought to myself, like, why limit just inviting artists from California? So I also invited artists from the Philippines. They were so enthusiastic. Also, like everyone was just like on board with it. I started inviting other artists from Ghana. I have one friend in Ghana who was like a dazed 100 photographer, amazing work. I have another friend in Germany and I have another friend who was originally from Vietnam, but moved to Canada and like showcased one of their films in the Toronto Film Festival, which is crazy. And so they were all, they were all down for it. I received a grant from the school and then I made, we, we did the in-person art exhibit and we have an online version as well. And we really want to continue like showcasing the same artists and adding a bit more in the future and, and really making it like a yearly, a yearly event for, for NorCal. Cause that is where I want to live um, at least for the next year. So it's kind of what we were thinking. And I worked with my friend Gigi on this and it's been super fun. And like, aside from it, you know, working on all this kind of stuff, it's like, it's, it's really fun because you get to also like invite your friends everyone just like it was like after school like our last day of classes for spring quarter so it took us a whole quarter to plan it and then the last day of spring quarter of classes it was like the exhibit and it was so epic like everyone was there we had like a little performance and like I was showing them all of my friends from back home in the Philippines like oh yeah my friend did that and we all printed the work too so even if it wasn't like an actual painting in person it's it was still like it was still pretty interesting to like see people enjoy it and like learn so much from it. So yeah, it was, it was great. 
I love that you were able to combine your passions and even your own identities and where you live. I think it's such a great project that is really representative of who you are. I would also love to talk with you some about your mental health advocacy and the way that that has developed for you. Can you tell me some about how you got started with mental health advocacy and can you tell me more about the work you've done with that issue? Well, I think it, I, I had a lot of issues. I mean, as we do, like grow up um, naturally, like a lot of, you, you face a lot of issues like growing up and like navigating yourself and what you want to do. And I feel like I think a common a common theme that I saw at least from other people and like from my peers is really just you know we have so much pressure especially our generation we have so much pressure to kind of know everything we we want to do um and I think it's bullshit honestly just because like people need that time you know what I mean and I think that it's just ridiculous how excessive it is especially with all the media going around and all of these conversations on, you know, how we should, you know, the conventional way of looking at success. I think, I feel like that, that, that was one thing that really triggered me when I, you know, talked to my friends about certain things, especially when I entered high school, people were already like so frazzled about like college applications, where you want to go, how you want to work, how much money do you want to earn? But aside from that, I had a lot of personal experience that inspired me, like what I said a while ago, my brother has autism and he was diagnosed when he was three and he is my older brother. So it was interesting because when I was growing up, I felt like I was the older sister, even though he was technically older, just because, you know, he still needed to rely on someone and, you know, have that guidance in a way. So I feel like that really helped mature me faster in terms of the way I viewed relationships and, you know, my values too were incredibly um, strengthened because of that experience. And I had my own personal experiences too. I had an eating disorder at one point. Um, I think I, I went through that usual navig- like hard navigation of, you know, like, how do I love myself? You know, how do I, you know, accept and like try to discover what I actually want to do and what my purpose is. So all of those things kind of lined up um, one after the other. And I was just really compelled to share my story and share my thoughts on what I thought would help people's mental health. So in that advocacy, I started writing about it, which is like my favorite medium. Writing is like the best thing ever for me. I feel like if I feel a bunch of emotions, like I would write it out and I feel better. Um, So I made a blog, actually, that's how it started. And then a few people were reading, reading my stuff. So it was basically like an online diary, on like a junky, like WordPress site. And people, you know, were kind of, you know, telling me like, I'd love to share my thoughts too. Like, do you accept, you know, like written stuff on your blog, and then they added stuff. And then after the blog thing kind of took off, it started becoming more of an organization because people actually wanted to do things like people wanted to make activities and make projects and so that's how it started so yeah that that was basically that was basically it but it it grows in so many more directions than that i but in in a nutshell that's kind of how it like proliferated 
that's so great. And I'm so glad that you were able to share your personal experiences and help others with some of their own struggles. And I would love to talk as well about journalism because I would love to know what really got you started with writing and sharing your passions and feelings through that medium. What made you choose and then, of course, become so passionate about writing? And also, can you tell me some about what medium and what type of work you're hoping to pursue in journalism in the future? Yeah, I think journalism is just an interesting field. It it never actually popped in my mind until, uh, like, almost graduating, like, the quarter before. And it's something that I... So how it kind of popped up, at least for me, is... I feel like writing has always been an inherent part of me. I feel like, like what I said a while ago, it was just like something, it, it's very therapeutic for me, especially if it's something I want to write about and something that I really want to express. And I was getting into photography actually last year. That's what, that's what, where I came in. I was like taking photos of everything. And um, I do a lot of conceptual photography too, or at least I try to, but I'm not like, I have like zero experience by the way. Like I just do this shit for fun. And, uh, you know, when I was like taking photos, it's also because like everything that I've, I feel like I've been doing is like all interrelated at some point. The whole photography thing actually got me into the art curation with World Survives because a lot of my friends are, are really, really great photographers. And that's how I started talking to them about the art curation. But they also told me that I was telling them about my existential crisis. Like, okay, what should I actually do in my life? Because I, I don't want to do like an office job. I want to be like in action somewhere you know what I mean that kind of that kind of vibe and they're like oh you should you should probably get into like multimedia you know journalism like you know because like journalists are also photographers but they're also writers and I was like oh my god this is like my two favorite things to do um and I would do it even for free honestly and then I was like wait I I really want to get into this and then I started researching more about it I started reading up on you know people's experiences with journalism and like what you said it's it's different mediums really it's like there's broadcast journalism, there's multimedia, um, there are photojournalists, video journalists. So they're really like endless possibilities with with journalism. But what I love about it is is the point the point of journalism is really you telling a story and you trying to spread the truth and what is actually happening. Especially, you know, I feel like I really want to get into a publication that has a really good background, you know, integral, honest people. Um, and that's something that I truly value in, in a workplace and also just for myself personally. You know, how can I be a beacon to spread what is actually going on? And that's something that's also, I feel like, is iffy about society nowadays. It's just like, what is the truth and how can we actually know the truth when there's so many you know there's so many voices and there's so many people saying this and that but how do we actually know what's right and what is the truth and a recent story i saw recently was the whole rowan wade thing going on and you know what i mean like that issue was just like very disappointing and there were lots of opinions being voiced out and that was another thing i was i realized is that opinions also matter so that side of journalism is also something I'm interested in like being able to express to people like okay this is actually why this is harmful for women or you know stuff like that so I also really value that kind of writing so I just feel like journalism is really really awesome and I feel like people who get into that field are really really brave 
Um, so yeah, that's why I hope to get into it, hopefully. I think that bravery point is a great one, especially today when the media is being scrutinized and is under attack in countries around the world. I completely agree. And so thank you for sharing those. So I have one last question for you. Lots of young people, particularly college students and high school students, want to create change and they want to make a difference in the world, but they may not know how to get started. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? Yeah, I think my best advice is really to follow your gut. And this is like something because I mean, I feel like uh, what people need to be reminded nowadays is not that is not because I feel like people don't need to tell you exactly what you do or what you need to do or what you want to do. I think that every young person now is just so, so freaking smart. Like, I know that it comes naturally like I want to be this or I want to do this. It's all in a matter of people encouraging you to actually do it. And it's all in a matter of also believing in yourself and being the first person to actually, you know, be like, you know, this is my vision and, you know, it's going to happen. And it's all up to you to make it happen. Um, something I always think about, too, is just like, I think of my 14-year-old self always when it comes to these things, especially when when I want to start, like, new things, like, new adventures and like new projects and new new involvements and stuff like that I always just think of like that 14 year old who literally didn't know anyone in any industry that I am now in and it's just like if she was so brave enough to like start that blog and everything like I I can I can do anything I put my mind into as long as I put the heart and effort into it like anything is really possible it's a cheesy shit like that you probably ever hear, but I, I feel like it's like absolutely true. And, and I feel like you really have to practice that, like looking at your younger self and, and looking at looking at them and really reminding yourself like that you are the same person. And it's like, would you want to let your younger self down? Like most likely not, right? Because like, you know, the future is like so, so fruitful and so ahead of them. And there's so many possibilities. And I feel like, it's up to you what kind of timeline you want your life to take fruit in. Um, and I think the last thing I do want to say is really remind yourself that there is no correct or right decision. There's only a good decision and a decision period. Like, I feel like sometimes people have a lot of fear with regret. Like if they want to start, especially like a movement or if they want to start reaching out to people, I feel like there's always this intrinsic fear of like, what if this would go nowhere or what if this is the wrong decision the thing is it's a decision is a decision and you have to make it for yourself so you really just have to you know know where your heart lies and just make that decision um and i feel like that will read uh, lead you to like the best possible path where your your life is headed to so also don't overthink things just you know, think with clarity and talk to people that you trust and everything, everything will be okay. Yeah. Sending advice to everyone. (laughs) 
I loved that ending of my conversation with Macy, and I think she shared some great advice, especially when you're not sure of your next step or if your decision is the right one. I loved her point about how a decision is a decision, and it's best to not overthink things. I think so many people, myself included, can just think and think about whether or not a decision is the right one, rather than just trusting ourselves and doing what feels right. I loved Macy's advice about working hard because any decision can become a good one if you work hard and commit yourself to making a difference. Macy made her decision to get started with her organizations and get involved in mental health advocacy years ago and worked hard to get to this point. So I think we can all follow her lead because change comes when you put your heart and effort in. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can find Macy on Instagram at Macy Loves Cows to get connected with her. And you can also find Worlds Through Minds at Worlds Through Minds on Instagram as well. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.